Welcome to episode six of Pro Preacher. I'm your host, Brandon Hilgeman, the founder of ProPreacher.com. And this is a podcast all about helping you grow your influence and ability to preach the gospel. Well, what's the difference between preaching and just speaking? Now, I believe that there are two distinguishing features that mark faithful preaching and that make it stand out from just standing up and giving a motivational speech. Now, before I get feedback from you, I'm making a few assumptions here that I want to get out of the way first, okay? First, I am assuming that the preaching we're talking about here is, number one, Christian. I'm also assuming that it's been prepared prayerfully and that the preacher is both called and empowered by the Holy Spirit to preach. So before you send me a bunch of emails, what about the Holy Spirit and all that? Just know I'm making those assumptions now. But aside from these basic assumptions, there are two distinguishing marks of faithful preaching that we all need to understand. And like I talked about in the last episode, this may seem really basic to you, but don't hear the word basic and think easy. These basic fundamentals are things that we need to constantly be working on, things that we need to keep front and center as we work day in and day out in our ministry. We need to work on these fundamentals just like professional athletes are constantly working on the fundamentals of their game, just the simple things, even like footwork, right? And we need to work on these things to keep them sharp. And why is that? Because if we don't, we will drift, We'll get sloppy and we'll wander off into bad habits. We'll forget the fundamentals and wander off into areas that are going to cause us problems. All right, so let's get right into it. What's the difference between preaching and motivational speaking? What is it that sets a sermon apart from every other form of public speaking? I believe there are two things that are foundational to every single sermon that set it apart, that make it different than other kinds of communication. And that's that a sermon should be Bible-based and Christ-centered. Bible-based and Christ-centered. Let me explain what I mean and why. So the first part is Bible-based. A sermon needs to be Bible-based based. Your sermon, in other words, should be based on what you see in the Bible. Anything else, if you're preaching about anything else, that's not necessarily a sermon. Well, I'll never forget early on in my ministry when I was working at a church and I was going through the process of ordination where you get ordained as a pastor. And I had been in ministry for a number of years up to this point. I had gotten a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. So I'm sitting here going, okay, I've got this. Like I obviously I'm called to be a pastor. I am serving as a pastor right now. Uh, I've, I've got the qualifications to be ordained. I know the Bible. I know what I'm talking about. I got this covered. 
And so I remember going into this like ordination panel where they had all these other pastors who were ordained who um, were sitting down at a table across from me. And I went in and sat down and they began to ask me questions about what I believed. And I'm sitting here going, well, look, I'm working for you guys and, and uh, I'm preaching every single week here. And I think you guys know what I believe. I got this good. And so they just started asking me what I believed and what I thought about this topic or this topic or what are my beliefs on this area. And I just said, well, here's what I think. I think this, I think that. Oh yeah, you know, well, here's, here's what I think. I walked out of that room going, I think I did pretty good. I think I got this. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't ordain me, right? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> and and, I, and I, so I walked out of that room feeling pretty confident and then I got the response back from the panel. Brandon, you have not been approved for ordination. And I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was wrecked. I was pretty devastated. And, and their feedback to me was, you constantly said, I think, I think, I think, but you never opened up the Bible and said, this is what the Bible says. And so even though what I said, I think, was in alignment with what I'd studied in Scripture, and even though what I said, I think, wasn't false, they didn't approve me for ordination because I was just giving my opinions and I was, and what they wanted was for me to open up my Bible and say, the Bible says this here, the Bible says this here. They wanted to see that I could rightly handle the word of God in answering hard questions that people might have. Nobody cares what you think as a pastor. What they need and what they want to know is what does God say? What does the word of God say? And unless you're opening up your Bible and you are teaching them what God says, then you are failing as a preacher. You are failing as a pastor. If you're just telling them what you think or what you have studied or what you've read somewhere, and you are not pointing to what the eternal word of God says. So let me just give you three quick reasons on why every sermon should be based in the Bible. It should be Bible Based. First, the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God. And if you don't believe that, you shouldn't be preaching. As the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3:16, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture is inspired and breathed out by God and it's useful, profitable for teaching everybody everything that we need to be fully equipped followers of Jesus. So number one, the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God. And number two, the Bible commands us to preach the Bible. So if we believe the Bible is God's word to us, inspired by God, and the Bible commands us to preach the Bible, then we should preach the Bible. You see, Paul continues his writing in, in, where we just read in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. He continues from there. There's more to that thought of all scripture being God-breathed and useful for equipping everyone. See, in our Bibles today, we see a chapter break there a lot of times, but in the original writing, it was just one long letter and there was no chapter break. He continues his thought and this is where he keeps going. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, preach the word. 
Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So Paul commands Timothy, hey, all scripture is God-breathed, right? It's the, it's, the Bible is the inspired and errant word of God. So therefore, preach the Bible. <laughs> so Paul's command to Timothy applies to all pastors still today. We need to preach the word, whether it's popular or not. We need to preach the word, whether people are receptive to it or not. We need to preach the word, whether it's culturally acceptable or not. We need to preach the word in all seasons, no matter what. That is our calling as preachers, to preach the word. So we need to preach the Bible because one, it's the inspired word of God. Two, the Bible commands us to preach the word. And three, the Bible keeps us grounded. You see, Paul was still not finished with his thoughts, with his instruction to Timothy. He continues in chapter four, verse three. The Bible is the inspired word of God, he says, in 3, 16 and 17. And then he says, preach the word. And then in chapter four, verse three, Paul continues, he says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So Paul's saying the Bible keeps us grounded on the truth. Okay, you need to keep preaching the Bible because there's going to come a time, believe it or not, where people are just going to listen to whatever sounds good to their itching ears, whatever person's out there just giving a great motivational talk or who has the most charisma or says things like live your own truth and, and teaches them different ways that just sound good to them. And people are going to start wandering off and following these other preachers and teachers, and they're no longer going to be listening and following the truth of God's word. They're going to start becoming more like the world around them and less like followers in God's kingdom. And that probably sounds familiar to you because I'm sure you've met those people and there's been times in your life where maybe you've been tempted to follow whatever sounds good as well. But the word of God keeps us grounded in the truth so that we don't just wander off following every myth or every other idea or every other teaching that just sounds good to us. The word of God keeps us grounded in what God says is true, not what everybody else is telling us. So we need to preach the Bible because one, it's the inspired inerrant word of God. Two, the Bible commands us to preach the Bible. And three, it keeps us grounded in the truth of God's word instead of wandering off into other myths and other teachings and other things that just sound good to us that are false. And so what this means is that every sermon should be based on the Bible. Every sermon should be Bible Based. And when we're talking about this, a lot of times you hear a seminary word thrown around that says everything should be expository preaching. And that's what we're talking about. All preaching should be preaching that is taken out of the Bible. It's rooted in the Bible. It's Bible-based. It's expository. But there's a lot of myths about expository preaching that I want to hit on a few of those right now because we have to understand, in order to understand what this kind of preaching is, we need to know what it's not. So first of all, expository preaching is not preaching verse by verse, book by book through chapters of the Bible. 
it can be that. And there's great preaching that does that, but it's not necessarily that. There's a lot of good expository preaching that is just one verse of the Bible you preach and that's your sermon. You're just digging into that one verse. There's a lot of good expository preaching. It can also be topical, where you're picking a topic of what the Bible talks about and you're digging into the passages that speak to those topics and you're doing it in a way that is honoring what God's word says on this. And if you have a problem with that kind of preaching, then don't read what Jesus preached because his sermons were topical. And the second thing we need to understand is that expository preaching is not preaching a running commentary where you're basically just giving a lecture on all the Greek and the Hebrew and all the nuances of the original language here and what it means there. It doesn't mean that you're just showing your study notes, okay? Expository preaching can include that, and some of it does include that, but it doesn't mean you should just show all of your work digging into the text. What expository preaching means is that you're rooting everything in what the text says. You're not saying what the Bible doesn't say, you're saying what the Bible does say, and you're applying it to us today. And the third myth that we need to understand is expository preaching, as boring of a word as that is, expository preaching is not boring. When you base your sermon on the Bible, it's not boring. Understand this, unlike some pastors, the Bible isn't boring. There are boring pastors, yes, we've heard them, I've been them, <laughs> okay? But the Bible is not boring. And when we are faithfully opening our Bible and getting a word from God's word and taking it to the people and showing them what God speaks towards our lives today, that's not boring stuff. So if you're bored by your Bible study, then that's a problem that you have and you need to find a way to reignite that passion and get excited about what God's word is saying and deliver that to the people. Expository preaching, Bible-based preaching is not boring. It's not irrelevant to our lives. Bible-based preaching could never be more exciting and more relevant than ever. Nothing's greater than the message in the Bible. Nothing. Bible-based preaching is preaching that is rooted in the supremacy and the sufficiency of Scripture. Here's what I mean by that. Bible-based preaching or expository preaching, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to call it Bible-based. Bible-based preaching is preaching with a very high view of Scripture. You're saying the Bible is the Word of God. It is powerful. And the only thing that has power to change us is God and his word, not my words or my thoughts or my great illustrations and stories. Okay. Number one, the Bible is supreme. It is the highest power and the highest authority that we have to speak from. And so you're preaching with that view. And you're also preaching with the idea that it's sufficient, that it is what God has given us saying, this is all you need. This is scripture. Here you go. Here is my word written down for you. It's all that you need in order to know everything that I need you to know. Everything I need you to know, everything that I need you to understand is right here in scripture for you. You just got to dig in. So we're preaching with this high view of scripture. It is powerful. The God's word and what he says and the Holy Spirit, that is the only thing that changes people. Not just our words, not our brilliance, not our wisdom. It's the Bible and it is sufficient. It's all we need. We don't need all the other books. Yeah, other th sources and other things can be helpful, 
but what we need most of all is the Bible. That is sufficient for all we had. If we lost every book and we lost every podcast and we lost every video on the internet, God's word is all that we need. If we were stranded on an island with a bunch of other people and had nothing else but the Bible, that's all we would need to know God and know what God has for us. So the first distinguishing mark of preaching is that it is Bible-based. And the second part that goes along with it, you cannot separate it, is that it is Christ-centered. Bible-based, Christ-centered. Let me explain what I mean by that. For over 2,000 years, Christians have had one single message with millions of applications. We call it the gospel, right? The gospel, the good news of Jesus, of who he is, of what he did for us, of how he paid the price for our sins, is the center point of all Christianity. It is the thing. It is the message. It is what we preach. I can say a lot about this subject, but let me just give you a few quick reasons why every sermon should be centered on Christ. Number one, the gospel helps us interpret scripture. So if all of our preaching is based on scripture, the gospel, Jesus, helps us understand how to properly interpret what the Bible tells us. Because all scripture is fulfilled in Jesus. We see this in the story of right after Jesus was resurrected, he's walking on the road to Emmaus and he runs into two of the disciples and they don't recognize him for whatever reason. And so they're walking and they're talking about all the events and all the things that just happened and how that this guy was crucified and then now he's no longer in the grave and here's what people are saying. And Jesus is just listening, kind of pretending like he doesn't know what's going on. He hear, and he listens to what they say. But then Jesus interjects and he points out to these men, he says, obviously this man that they're speaking of, this Jesus character, was the Messiah, the chosen one, the promised one who's going to come. And so as Luke writes in his gospel in Luke chapter 24, verse 27, in Luke 24, 27, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. We can't miss the point of this passage. This is huge. This is how Jesus interprets the Bible. Beginning with Moses, Genesis, Exodus, right? Beginning with Moses and the things that Moses wrote. In the very beginning of the Bible, all the way through up to through the prophets, the entire Old Testament, Jesus walked through and he said, this is the things that were said concerning me. All the Old Testament foreshadows and is fulfilled in Jesus. And Jesus himself pointed that out to us. And so then in the story goes, Jesus kind of disappears and those people go, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And they run to tell the other disciples. And as the disciples are all gathering and talking, Jesus again appears to them in the room and he begins to talk to them. And here's what again, Luke writes in Luke 24, verse 44, it says, then he, Jesus, said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then 
he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So Jesus said, everything is written about me in throughout the Old Testament, in the laws of Moses, in the prophets, and even in the Psalms. It was fulfilled in me. And he opened their minds to understand scripture. The proper way to understand scripture, according to Jesus, is to see it as being fulfilled through Jesus. And so if we are not preaching in a way that is gospel-centered, if we are not looking at our Bible and trying to interpret it and explain it and apply it through the lens of who Jesus is and what Jesus accomplished for us in his death, burial, and resurrection, then we miss the point. We're not properly interpreting and applying scripture. And there are other places where this is explained all throughout the Bible. This is just one example of that. The Old Testament points forward to Jesus. The New Testament points back to what Jesus did. And so in order to properly preach any passage of Scripture, we need to be looking at and making sure we are applying it properly to the redemptive story of who Jesus is and what he accomplished for us. All right, the second reason that all preaching should be Christ-centered is because when you look at the sermons of the early church and all the preaching that we see in the New Testament, it is all preaching one message. It's all preaching the gospel. You see, in the book of Acts, we see a small group of believers, about 120 believers, and all of a sudden something happens and that little group of 120 spreads to thousands of people across multiple cities, across the entire Roman Empire, and eventually throughout the world. And how did that happen? It happened by preaching. And preaching what? Preaching the gospel. That's how it happened. Just look throughout the book of Acts and see proof of this everywhere. The very first sermon in the book of Acts happens in the day of Pentecost where Peter preaches to a great crowd of people. And what does he preach? He preaches the gospel. And then later when the church religious leaders are getting annoyed at the disciples, why are they upset? Why are they upset about what they're saying? Because in Acts chapter 4, it says they were greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They were proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Jesus rose from the dead and you can as well. And then later, after the disciples were beaten and released from prison with the warning to never preach the gospel again, what do they do? Acts chapter 5 verse 42 says, And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. They did not cease teaching and preaching the gospel. And all throughout Acts, I could go chapter by chapter and, and you could see all the different sermons of Philip and of Paul and of Peter and every message they're preaching the gospel. Every message, the point, the reason why they are preaching is not just to teach people the Bible, it's not just to teach people to be good, it's not just to teach people what's right and what's wrong, it's to teach people about Jesus, who he is, what he has done, and why it matters for us. And so our preaching needs to be Christ-centered because the gospel helps us interpret 
Scripture properly. The gospel is the reason why we preach. It's the motivation behind everything we do. It's the point of Christianity. And it's what was in every single early church sermon. And also number three, the gospel helps us avoid preaching works righteousness. The Bible teaches that we are saved by faith alone, not by our works so that nobody can boast about their own goodness and their own righteousness, right? The Bible teaches that we cannot do anything to save ourselves. We are utterly helpless apart from what Jesus did for us. We can fall into this trap a lot of the time in preaching this moralistic works-based righteousness. Just do more, try harder, earn God's love by doing this, 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 and this. And without the gospel, without that focus, it's really easy to get caught up in this trap of just doing the right things. Here's the right behavior. Here's how you should live your life according to God. And that is good, and that's part of the teaching. But that alone does not save you. We will never be perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And so there's nothing we could ever do to earn our way to God. Instead, God in his love came down and worked his way to us and saved us. And that is good news. That's the gospel. Now, holiness and godliness and righteousness and doing the right things is still part of preaching, but we need to do it through the lens of we do this because we are saved. We are saved for good works, not because of good works. And that's a huge difference we have to understand. Because when we fall into this pattern of preaching just righteousness for righteousness's sake, our people can get incredibly discouraged. They see that they don't measure up. Or they can get incredibly legalistic. And anybody who isn't doing the right things and working their way towards God like I am, shame on them, they're horrible people, and they should all be living like this. And I, you know, they're just... It gets legalistic, it gets terrible. But the gospel gives us humility knowing that we can't do enough. The gospel gives us love for others because no matter how hard they try, they'll never be good enough. It gives us compassion and humility and care for others. But the good news is that there is still a way. And that can give us hope and peace and joy. So if we preach morality apart from the gospel, that is not faithful preaching. It's why all preaching needs to be centered in Christ. So let's just think for a second about some of the topics we preach about and how Jesus takes that subject to the next level and helps us fully understand it. Say you're preaching a sermon about love. We love not just because love is good and it's the right thing to do and it's a happy thing or whatever, not because of how it makes us feel. We love because God first loved us enough to send his son down to die for us. There's no greater love than that. Maybe you're preaching about joy and it's not just preaching about how to have joy so you can be happy and your life will be happy and you'll feel good. We have joy because Jesus came and he conquered Satan, sin, and death, and the battle has already been won. And so we can celebrate that and we can have joy no matter what the circumstance, no matter what happens in our lives, because of what Christ has already done for us is more than enough for us to be happy and to be joyful. Say you're preaching about patience. 
Patience is a good thing to have, but we don't just have patience for patience sake or just because it's the wise thing to do. We are patient because God has been incredibly patient with us. Even though we continually sin, he was patient to wait to send his son to eventually save us. And that is why we're patient, because God is a patient God. If you're preaching about forgiveness, why do we forgive other people? We don't just forgive people because it's the right thing to do or it makes us feel better. We forgive people because God has forgiven us through Jesus, right? If you're talking about giving and generosity, why should we be generous? Well, yeah, it makes us feel good. Well, yeah, maybe something's here and something's there. But the reason we give is because God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him will not die but have eternal life. We give because of God has given us so much already, because of what God has given us. We are following his example. We give because of the gospel, because of what God has given to us. If you're preaching about perseverance and enduring suffering, we persevere and endure suffering on earth because we serve a God who didn't just avoid suffering. He entered into our world and Jesus endured enormous suffering for us on the cross. And so we can suffer and persevere through hard times because we follow a savior who did the same thing for us. If you're preaching about something like fear, we no longer have to be afraid of anything because Christ has died for us and we are guaranteed eternal life in paradise with him in heaven. So no matter what happens here on earth, if we're going to die, if something happens to us, we don't have to be afraid because our eternity has been secured. If you're preaching about humility, we should be humble because Christ humbled himself enough to die for us on the cross. And you see how no matter what the theme is, is not fully formed or you don't see the full depth of what it is we are teaching until you look at it through the lens of the gospel. The gospel is more than just an altar call or something you tack on to the end of your message, okay? The gospel is the message. So what separates preaching from just a motivational speech? Preaching has two things that are different. Preaching is Bible-based and it is Christ-centered. And all good Faithful preaching needs to have those two things. It's based in the Bible and it's centered on Christ. It's expository gospel preaching, Bible-based, Christ-centered. And that is the foundation of all good preaching. There are pastors out there who miss one or two of those things and their sermons aren't really faithful preaching. They might inspire us. They might be interesting to us. They might draw a crowd or an audience because they're saying what everyone's ears want to hear. But unless it is based on the Bible and it is centered in Christ, we are not fully doing our duty as preachers, as messengers of God to tell the people what? To tell the people about his son, Jesus, and what he did for them. And to teach them how to live their lives accordingly in light of what Christ has done for us. We need both the Bible and the gospel in every sermon. That is the foundation of every message. If we begin with something that we think or something that we want to speak to other people, but it is not founded or rooted in those two things, 
we are not being faithful to our mission and our calling as preachers. Thanks for listening to Pro Preacher. If you found this episode to be helpful, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please help others find us by leaving a quick review or sharing this show with somebody who could benefit from hearing it as well. For show notes and more content like this, please go to ProPreacher.com. You can find all of my writing and all of my work there. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.